Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Mighty Final Fight for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about this game before I showed it to you today? I literally had never heard of Mighty Final Fight. Like, I know about Final Fight because um, I've, you know, played the arcade game and it's on that Capcom, Capcom arcade collection thing mm. that I have. And I like a lot of games on there. I don't know that I've played it a whole lot on that collection because yeah. there's so many good beat-em-ups on there. But I know about Final Fight, but I've never heard of Mighty Final Fight until today. Yeah, it's funny. The Capcom beat-em-up bundle is the first time I've ever like gotten into Final Fight. Yeah. I think I played the Super Nintendo version or whatever a long, long time ago. I don't have it in my collection. I don't have any of them. Any Final Fight in my collection except for Mighty Final Fight. Um, and I was just never really that enamored with it. And then I played the arcade version. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. But this game feels to me to be an interesting and fun um, entry in that franchise. Yeah, it's definitely not like if you haven't seen this game and you have played Final Fight, like this is not ex- at all what you are thinking it is. Like it's Final Fight. It's yeah. a beat 'em up game, um, but it's a very different look. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a chibi art style. You is know, that like, how you say that? I, be- I think so. Oh man, I've seen yeah. it like written out. I always thought maybe it was like chibi. Maybe I could be wrong. No, I have no clue. I'm. We we should never try to pronounce Japanese just, words. Just say it like like you're confident. His name is Guy. It's, yeah, it, I'm pretty sure the it, main character, not main character, but one of the characters, the character that we chose to play as is Guy. As far as I can tell, phonetically, it's G-U-Y, like Guy. But it might be Guy. It could be Guy. <laughs> he could be a fancy guy. I, got, I don't know. Well, that's what you wear in karate, right, is a Guy. Yes. So maybe spelled differently. And he's a ninja. He is. Well, he's the descendant of a ninja. We don't know if he is a ninja. Well, I think he is a ninja because I was watching um, and trying to find out how to pronounce his name. I was watching clips of Street Fighter, hoping the announcer would say his name. Yeah. Because he's featured in Street Fighter. Oh. Because um, both games are made by Capcom. Yes. Oh, they're just... Okay. But there was this whole cutscene about him being a ninja and like all this stuff and his like victory line it doesn't matter he's a ninja well according to mighty final fight we don't know in this version of the game if if, if he's a ninja or not but he is the descendant of okay. a ninja <laughs> which apparently ninja skills are hereditary i didn't realize that you um, didn't know that there was a biological you know oh condition you didn't ninja know is. i did not no this is <laughs> this is a first for me i actually i did pretty good in school but i did not do great in biology so yeah. i could have missed the ninja gene segment all right, all right, all right. So what is Mighty Final Fight? Mighty Final Fight is a beat-em-up game. Um, it's a one-player beat-em-up game, yeah. which is interesting. But it also has some basic RPG elements to it. There's a little bit of experience, and you go up levels, and when you go up levels, you acquire a new move. Yeah. So very minimal, <laughs> very minimal experience and leveling and adding new moves but it's that's different that's not a part of the normal final fight franchise as far as i can remember well a couple things the other i don't know if it's every version of final fight but i read that the super nintendo versions are only single player versions of the game so i guess that's standard fare for the the console ports of final fight and the rpg elements quote unquote 
it's it's something you know it is it's, something no i um, yeah it's definitely something that differentiates it from other beat-em-ups and from other entries in this series yeah it's one of the the ninja turtles games are great but there's no nothing that changes the whole time so at least in this in this game you get something a little bit to make yeah. you to feel a little bit more powerful i don't know if your characters get stronger or they must. I don't know there's got to be something what's the point in leveling up if there's no change I didn't see anything in the manual that says that their stats changed at all, but I don't know if there's some under the hood stuff that you don't know about, but yeah, regardless, it, it's not just a boring walk to the right beat em up. That's the same exact thing all the way through for the most part. Yeah, no, it's got some different stuff and it's so. got a, an interesting story. The game opens up and you, <laughs> you learn a little bit about Metro city and it's mayor Hagar or Hager. Hagger? Hagger? Hagrid? I think it's just Hagger. We're not really sure. But he's got a daughter, Jessica, and her beauty is just the shining beacon of hope for the entire city. Literally. Literally. That is what the game says, that that her beauty is just this thing that the whole city radiates towards and like they they get their hope from her. And she's been kidnapped by the Mad Gear Gang. And now the mayor, who is also a wrestler, is going to team up with Cody and Guy and they are going to go and fight the whole gang and bring her back. And the leader of the gang, can't remember his name right now, uh, has... He, his name is Belger. Okay. Uh, They're scheduled to be married. Yes. The scheduled. next day. Couldn't, couldn't do it today. It's got to be tomorrow. Too busy today. I know but, I kidnapped her today, but too busy to get yeah, married today. He is, he is uh, so captivated by her beauty that he must have it for himself and take over the city. Well, that's the danger as a mayor when you, you know, you put your daughter on a pedestal and you allow her beauty to be the hope for the whole city. You know, you're just That's asking, the danger as a mayor. Yeah, you should never is having elevate, a beautiful daughter. Well, you shouldn't <laughs> elevate her to the point where like how poor of a mayor is he when the entire city's hope is placed in her beauty? Like I don't know. Really? Man. Like that's the best thing your city's got going for it? Well, the whole game has like a cute look to it, right? So maybe I don't know. I got nothing. (laughs) I don't know. I can't make this one work. No. Well, let's jump into what the game does well, because I think we can address some of the things we've already touched on here. Yeah. And uh, one of those things that stood out to me as a cool thing is, like, I really like the art style. Yeah. I actually don't really care for the art style of actual Final Fight. Okay. It's kind of just, like, generic. A lot of beat-em-ups of that era have, like, a similar style. And so... This is very different for the series. Like, if you haven't seen this before, kind of like pictures, sort of like River City Ransom, like a little bit of that Cuneo style where everybody's got like kind big of, heads yeah. and like very cartoony. Um, it's definitely different from the Cuneo River City style, but it's more of that like cartoony style. And uh, I don't know, I kind of liked the art. I liked it. It was very different. They realized that they couldn't replicate what they had going on in the arcade version. And so they didn't even try. It wasn't like we're going to just do like a poor version. They really adapted it for the console instead of trying to like shoehorn what they already had into this lower 8-bit system. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. So this game uh, came out a little bit later in the NES lifecycle, um, well after Final Fight you know, existed. So I don't know um, what the conversation was in bringing this to the NES, but I think the art style really does work. And I think the graphics look really good too. Um, There's something about it where it doesn't 
it does definitely have that distinct like River City Ransom kind of has a distinct art style. Yeah, like, I can't think of another game, another beat 'em up at least that looks like this on the NES, and I think it was the right choice for it. Yeah, I mean, well, in just that River City franchise, there's like 600 games, but <laughs> right. I almost maybe so the characters are all like shorter versions, like sh- uh, shorter, wider versions, and I wonder if that actually helped fit some of the. If I wonder if it helped fit more on the screen. Oh, for sure, because. Just- in the in the arcade version, they're like tall, fully human sprites, yeah. and then in here, they're like these little cartoony-looking guys. But when you look up this game, if you're trying to read anything about it, all of them mention that they call it like a super deformed art style. Yeah, <laughs> which is just weird. Like, <laughs> it's like cutesy is a better word for it to me than super deformed. But Chibi. whatever. Yeah, chibi. Yeah, it's like that. You'll see it, and you'll be like, oh yeah, it's that that cutesy Japanese art style where you take the character and draw him as like a little kid version yeah yeah um the first thing that i noticed about this game that it did well was the music yeah the music is really good yeah it's very um to me a lot of it reminded me of Mega Man, like some of the kind of pitch bends and like the the vibe of the music uh and i asked you to was like look up to the composer and see if this was like a guy who had anything to do with Mega Man. um and he did well, Mega Man X, you said, right? Yeah. Which is Mega not Man. the the classic Mega Man that I was thinking of, but it definitely has that Capcom sound to it. And that's not the only uh, little bit of Mega Man in this game either. There's actually <laughs> a little cameo appearance by Mega Man in the end credits. The non-existent end credits? Well, yeah. You we didn't the end screen? Yeah. On the end screen, you get uh, Cody or Guy dragging Cody away from the mayor's daughter, I guess that they're dating or yeah. interested in one another. And then in the background, you see like a skyline and there's a billboard of Capcom with Mega Man's head. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm just saying like, all right. <laughs> the music is, the music is definitely an homage to Pac-Man. And then you have that Pac-Man. Little, what am I saying? <laughs> Pac-Man, Mega Man, all the mans. What other mans we got? Superman, um, Iron Man. Red Man. I'm pretty sure Red Man was in this game. <laughs> the Me- rapper? Method Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mega Man. Yeah, so anyways, the music, pretty good all the way through. Uh, not the best music I've ever heard, but just just good. Yeah, there was nothing obnoxious about it or annoying about it. It was, it was good. Also, going back to something we mentioned in the intro with the RPG elements, I do like that. Uh, beat 'em ups can get really... Um, monotonous. They can all be kind of samey, where you're just like, I've I've played a beat 'em up. Uh, we love beat 'em ups. If you have looked through our back catalog, <laughs> it's like every four or five episodes we are playing a beat 'em up. We've probably played more beat 'em ups than, not even probably. We have definitely played more yeah. beat 'em ups than any other 100%. genre. So I like that it has that little bit of experience points and leveling up. Um, some of our favorite games do that. We really like that in Knights of the Round. How you know your guy levels up, even if it's just yeah. like a, a visual thing. Or in River City Ransom, you have some of those same kind of. Uh, different elements where they have the shops and stuff where you can go and buy different power-ups and moves for your dude. So I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that in a beat-em-up, and I think that that adds a lot. It's it's something that makes the game different. Yeah. So another thing I have that the game does well is uh, that it has a, a variety of characters to choose from. Three. Yeah, three characters, and they all play a little bit differently. They definitely do play different. I felt like Guy was really fast. Yep. And then you have Cody, who is like a good mix. Like he was—he's kind of the Streets of Rage Axel. 
yeah. of Mighty Final Fight. And then you have Hagar or Hagar or whatever, and <laughs> he's probably gonna... super strong, but yeah. was awful. So slow that you felt like, I felt like after, we played him third, so maybe it was just like I was so used to the fast guys, but I could not do anything. I just kept getting killed because he was so slow. Yeah, I think he's super strong, though. He might be he super strong. He probably does like way more damage. And with the way that some of these enemies sort of zoom around the screen and you're trying to catch him and punch him and hit him and stuff, I wonder if maybe the slowness of him would be an advantage against some of the bosses. Maybe. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of like uh, Super Saiyan 2 from Dragon Ball Z where like, yeah, you're super strong, but you're so slow that you can't catch anybody. You can't do anything. You just get beat up. Was that Super Saiyan 2? Yeah. Uh, it's Super Saiyan One, and then yeah. Super Saiyan Two was when they got all bulky. And oh yeah, do anything right. Good. That's and then right, Super Saiyan right. Three, yeah. your hair gets longer and you're fast again. Yeah, I haven't gotten to Super Saiyan Three yet. Oh, on your rewatch? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to a, spoil it's anything. Sort of not a rewatch, but it is. Okay. Um, we're at we're at Bobbity. I I don't remember Bobbity. Great say, man. You know, oh yeah, that's sort of where the show fell off for me. I just, I, I kind of <laughs> lost it at that point. Anyways, anyway, back to <laughs> back to Mighty Final Fight. Um, another thing that I have the game does well is I don't think it overstays its welcome. I don't think so either. The game clocks in around fifty minutes if you're good, and if you're us, it takes about an hour and ten minutes because we had to continue a bunch and replay levels when you have to continue. You have to go all the way back to the beginning of the level that you're on, even if you're at the boss, so that can add some time to your playthrough. Yeah, the whole game is only five levels long, though. It is. And if you're trying to play this the real way without, you know, unlimited lives or whatever, um, you're going to get way more than an hour out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This game is definitely one where if you want to beat it without using any sort of cheat codes or in infinite lives you're going to have a a struggle you're going to be learning patterns you're going to be playing very defensively and it's going to take you a long time yeah a lot of the bosses just completely annihilated us that's over and over and over and over again and we never really nailed down what the the best way to fight them was because it's one of those things where if you're on top of them they can easily cheaply hit you um, it's super hard to get combos in, so we resorted we resorted to jump kicks, which are very slow. Jump kicks themselves are, you know, it's a great tactic in this game because you can hit somebody from long range, and it usually always works, but they don't do a whole lot of damage. So if your strategy to take down a boss is jump kicks, it will work. It will just take a long time. <laughs> right. My last thing that I have of what I liked about this game was just, this is kind of like a really nitpicky thing but just kind of a cool thing is that you had the ability to knock projectiles out of the air so if like oh, somebody yeah. threw a knife at you or whatever you could punch it and it would fall or the final boss he shoots these like rocket propelled fists at you and you can <laughs> knock them out of the air which is just like a lot of times in beat-em-ups it feels like you are so incredibly vulnerable to projectiles and in this game they gave you some defense if you could punch it then it would fall and you wouldn't take any damage and it was great yeah i feel like this game has a few different tiny details like that that i appreciate um it's not necessarily the same thing but like the animations like the combo animations look nice oh um, yeah it's real like little yeah um so yeah there's there's a few different little things in this game i think that show uh that they cared about it in some ways 
You know, they wanted to make a great game. Well, yeah, and that's that's part of the thing with the art style, too, is they could have easily just made a lazy port of the arcade game. Yeah. But they went and well, they, they made did that this... on the Super Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so on this one, it's not that at all. They definitely made their own game. Like, it's the same story. It's, like, the same concept. But they definitely made it their own, and they put a lot into it rather than just making it, you know, a straight-up port. <laughs> I like that. That that's right. definitely a huge plus in its favor. Uh, I I've actually I I can't speak to whether or not the Super Nintendo version is a lazy port, just because I haven't really played it in like fifteen years. So don't know how the port of the Super Nintendo version is. You don't want to pass. Don't anybody get offended because I don't know what I'm talking about. It's that's one of the all greatest I'm saying. games of all time. What are you it's talking all I'm about, saying. man? All right. The last thing that I have that we sort of touched on already is the actual graphics themselves. So yeah. like we talked about the art style, which is cute and fun, but the graphics are really good. This is one of the later NES titles when they had really figured out the hardware. Yeah. And if you look at some of those games, they just look really, really good uh, still today. And this one, this is one of those games. It's got really nice backgrounds. Yeah. Like every level has some like really nice theming. You, it's not just like, well, there are some like city levels, but you also have some cool indoor levels. The final level, you're kind of like walking through like a, a shipyard or like by cruise ships or something. I don't know. It's yeah. nice. And there was like a fountain that like caught my attention, which is just like single pixel wide like water, but it kind of like sparkled in a weird way. And I was like, oh, that's nice. They just did like, and then, the, you know, the same thing with the city in the next scene. They had like flickering lights in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an NES game. It's 8-bit, but they, like you said, it's at the end of the life cycle and they got a lot out of it. Yeah. All right. Can we move on to what this game does poorly? Please. All right. I think for <laughs> me, like the biggest sin that you can have in a beat-em-up game is single player. Hmm. Like the best thing about a beat-em-up game is just sitting down with a friend and mowing through bad guys and I don't really have a whole lot of interest in playing a beat-em-up game by myself. That's a good point. Um, I don't know if it had something to do with the fact that the other Final Fight ports were single-player, and maybe they saw sales were just fine. Um, maybe, but that like goes against the whole point of like what we've been saying about this game is that they didn't just do what was easy or lazy, and they did yeah. something different. So I feel like it would have been infinitely more fun if we could have been two Final Fight characters and going through. Well, the, another thing about the Super Nintendo version, I think, I don't know if it's all of them, but they cut Guy out of the, as a playable character from the Super Nintendo versions. I saw that when I was uh, reading, looking around for trivia, they actually have a, a special version of the yeah. game where you can get Guy instead of Cody. Yeah. But it seems pretty rare. So it's kind of like I, with, with that omission from the game, I really do wonder like, would it, w- what sacrifices they had to make to oh, make yeah, no. a, a, a version of this game. I don't know if at the time it was physically possible with everything they had already jammed into this game, but judging it by today's standards, like yeah. uh, no one would be yeah, okay yeah, yeah. with this being a single player beat em up game in 2020. Yeah. And especially seeing the, the gold standard to me, the, the Ninja Turtles beat em ups on Genesis and Super Nintendo and on and, NES and NES, but specifically you know, with the point that I just made about the Super Nintendo port of, yeah. of Final Fight, seeing, you know, what Turtles in Time did, and that had two players. Absolutely. Um, I have a hard time understanding what, why that had to happen and why we can't have co-op, but 
I don't know, man, because look at River City Ransom. That game runs like dirt in co-op. It sure does. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying by today's standards, that's a that's a glaring I agree with you for me. On that point, I'm just trying to understand what might have happened. Yeah. Uh and the game does run pretty good. I mean, there's not really like a lot of slowdown, so maybe with co op it would have really not been able to run or look as good as it did. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Another big thing for me that kind of tying into something that we thought it did well, but um, you know, I kind of liked that RPG element or just having the the leveling experience in there, but it doesn't do a whole lot. You know, at level four, yeah. each character gets a new move, like a super move, but the super move is really not all that super. Yeah. And uh, you still can go up more levels without it really doing anything. It might be improving your base stats or whatever, but it's not like each level you're getting a, a new move or a new combo or anything where that would have been a really big addition if each level had something, some sort of payoff. Yeah. So you have like a special move and you have like a super move. Yeah. And at level four, I think you unlock the special move. The super move is like a standard beat em up where you hit A and B and it'll like take some of your health if you hit a guy with it. Whereas the special move, it's like some kind of new combo where you you're tapping right or left and hitting B and he'll like guy was doing like a roundhouse kick kind of a thing. And it almost felt to me that it was a weaker end to a combo. It almost, cause like the thing, the strongest attack that I saw was like throwing the guy. Oh yeah. If you can manage to do that, like the throw move, those did a ton of damage even to bosses. Yeah. So it almost felt like it, detracted in some ways from my damage <laughs> that I was doing because I was like accidentally doing it as I was like fighting. So yeah, it's, I like the fact that you gain more moves. It's just, it's a little bit of a weird system. Yeah. So on as a whole, I like that it added something to the beat em up game, but I also felt like they could have done a lot more with it. Yeah. Another thing that we both kind of noticed that was a weakness in this game is there's very few pickups. Yeah. Like, there are weapon pickups. Each character has their one weapon you can pick up. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was one of them can pick up a knife. One of them has a shuriken throwing star thing. And one of them can use a hammer. But they're so rare that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it's not even just the weapon pickups that are rare, but, like, even the health pickups. And yep. in beat-em-up games, it's fun to have lots of environmental things that you can break and find health and find weapons. And to be able to steal weapons from bad guys, and that's another big thing that helps differentiate different beat-em-ups is all of the different weapon pickups. And this game is just a lot of punching and kicking because there aren't many weapon pickups. Yeah, especially since there are certain enemies in this game that can take you out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. I would have liked to see more health pickups because um, it just, what is it, like once a level maybe? It seemed, yeah, may, yeah, it wasn't very often. And they're not like short levels. No. I mean, they're not super long, but like... I think each round had like three little stages where you had, you know, two different um, side-scrolling areas and then a boss battle. Okay. Yeah, I I would like to see maybe three health pickups per level instead of the one, but maybe if you play this game more and more, you don't need them as much. I don't know. Yeah. But um, one of the things that I have that the game didn't do well kind of – with that point was that there are certain enemies that are annoying. They can like cheap shot you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Take your health. And when you're surrounded by enemies, it gets particularly annoying. Um, so it feels like you're losing a lot of health in kind of a cheap way. Like maybe you could uh, avoid it, but it 
yeah, it, it feels like you take a lot of cheap hits in this game. There were times where it almost felt like you were getting stunlocked yep. <laughs> until you were dead yep. because you would get knocked down by one guy. And then as your invulnerability was going up and you were finally standing up, then another guy would be right on top of you and taking you down. So there was definitely tricky situations that you got stuck in and you didn't have a great way to get out. Right. And piggybacking on that is my other point uh, about what the game didn't do well is the boss AI. Yes. 100%. The bosses were probably my least favorite part. hundred percent. Yeah. I think I have to agree. The bosses, they just, they're so, there's no easy, except for the last boss, ironically. Um, there's no opening that's obvious was when you're supposed to go attack and combo them or the opening that looks like it's there. The window is like really small. So you have to like position yourself perfectly to, to hit them effectively without just jump kicking for 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about this before with these old games that when you have a good boss fight, you should be able to discern what the pattern is or what the weakness is and then find a way to exploit it. And some of the best games do this really well. Like you think about Zelda bosses, each one has a very discernible pattern or weakness that you are supposed to exploit. And so you can, you know, wait for the opening and take them down. And that's like a classic, you know, Zelda thing. And in this game and in a lot of these games, you don't have that, especially with the first four levels of bosses and the little like boss gauntlet in the final level. These are bosses are just running around and there's not huge openings. There's not really a pattern to discern. You're kind of just trying to chip away at their health. And then you finally get to the final boss of this game, and here is finally a guy with a discernible pattern, an obvious exploit that you can, you know, use your own strategy to take him out. And it was like, where has this been the rest of the game? Yeah, it it was super disappointing to see, like, a a standard. The last boss was kind of like Leatherhead on the Ninja Turtles games where he'll, like, go up and down and, like, throw something across the, uh, the screen. And it's kind of like, oh, jump over these and kind of get close to him and then punch him. Whereas the rest of the the bosses, there's like Katana and Katana's brother that would like. And then the third gray Katana. (laughs) Shredder. Yeah. Um, Where they would like dash across the screen and like you would hope that you could move out of the way and maybe hit them. But then when you got close to hit them, they would hit you with their other hand. Oh my gosh, and um, they had such a long reach too. Yeah, it just, I don't know, there was just no easy discernible pattern and I think it really didn't serve this game very well because, I don't know, games are about fun and when a boss is just, like the game is going to take multiple attempts because of the bosses. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like it didn't do this game any favor by making the bosses as hard as they were, so... Yeah, absolutely. And another thing with the bosses is just the fact that there were so many palette swaps. You know, you had the original ninja guy, and then a couple levels later, you get his brother, who's a different color. Yeah. And then in the final level, there's a gray one for no <laughs> really explained reason. Maybe he was like the zombie version. I don't know. But yeah, like that seemed a little bit lazy, too. Uh, lazy. <sighs> right? Like a palette no. swap boss? That seems pretty lazy. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I don't like the word lazy. When it comes to game development. When you take the exact same boss and we just change his color and it's like, oh, I'm his brother. How is that not lazy? That's the definition of lazy. It took a pixel artist like five minutes to swap out the colors. Maybe they didn't have the budget. The NES, you know, it's 1993. The NES is dead. (laughs) You literally could have taken any character from this game 
and, and palette swapped it <laughs> and made made them a boss and be like oh well this guy's a boss now at least it's not the exact same boss i've already fought two times in this game uh do you have anything else of what this game didn't do well that really stands out to you no that is all that i have all right well that's all that i have too so i guess we can move on to oh. our next segment here all right so jordan what would you pay for the experience that you just had uh man it's tough because like i like the idea of this game i like what they were trying to do i just like i said i am not gonna sit down and play a beat-em-up game by myself so that alone kind of just sucks a lot of the value out of the game for me Mm. and so i would have a real hard time paying much for this game so i'm i'm leaning hard on my uh tried and true two dollars on this one two dollars on this one dude that's like that's like my go-to answer like i don't want to say it's completely zero because like it was fun and i i like the music was good the art was good i like what they were trying to do but like i said like this is me this is gonna sit there and collect dust when am i ever gonna want to sit down and play a beat-em-up game by myself here's the problem besides the fact that that's a good point you don't want to play it by yourself that's perfectly valid the problem is this is one of the best beat-em-ups on the nes if I'm sitting down, I'm like, hey, I'm going to play a beat-em-up on the NES, and I look at my collection of games that I don't have because I'm not a collector, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, which one am I going to play? I'm going to pick Ninja Turtles Manhattan Project every single time. Wow. Man. And why would I ever even consider picking this up over Manhattan Project, which also has cool art and great music? Why would I play this game? That's me. I, that's just me. What about you? What is it worth to you? What is it worth to me? Let me think. Um, my gut is telling me 15 to 20. 15 to 20. 15 to 20 on this well, one. That sounds like something you would say. Yeah, this is definitely a 15 to $20 experience on the NES. All right. I can assure you of that. <laughs> okay. But I have good news for you. Okay. There is, uh, if you wanted to dust off your Wii U, Oh, yeah. It's actually not dusty at all because I just used it two weekends ago. Or your 3DS. I do not have one anymore. We got our, we got ourselves a virtual console game here. Oh, nice. So, in theory, if you would have said you'd pay $5 for the experience, that would have been a perfectly valid answer that you could have indeed That's what sells for, for $5 on the, e-shop. on the eShop. Interesting. I wonder if this one will ever pop up in the... Nintendo online app, which hasn't been updated in like six months. Well, when they rolled out the Super Nintendo one, they said they made some announcement that said they were going to stop regularly updating the catalog. Which like everybody thought like, oh, you know, we'll still get games. Yeah. Now and then. But they're like, screw you guys. So actually, it wouldn't surprise me um, to see this one pop up because I feel like the NES games and stuff that show up uh, on the, the Switch online service have been like. Oh, this is like a $30 retro game. They're like paying attention to the people who are plugged into retro games and trying to get stuff that actually I want to play. Everybody savor that. Dan said something nice about Nintendo. That doesn't happen very often. Well, I say plenty of nice things about Nintendo now you. say you. nice things about retro Nintendo. You don't always have nice things to say about modern day Nintendo. As a hardware manufacturer. Yeah. I never... They make great games. <laughs> And I think the Switch is one of the best ways to play retro games. It's one of the best ways to play games. Uh, you know, depends on what you're into, but... <laughs> That's fair. That's more than fair. All right. 
So, uh, what do you think that this one's going for on eBay, Jordan? Um, well, you kind of just maybe let the goose out of the bag. Is that a term? Cat. I know, but I kind of want it to be a goose. You sort of let the goose out of the bag, Dan, by saying that they pay attention to these expensive games that uh, retro collectors want to collect. So I'm going to say this game is maybe going for like $30. $30, wow. That was a cat out of the bag moment, eh? That was a goose out of the bag moment. <clears throat> well, I have good news for you, Jordan. What? This one uh, on eBay, uh, 160 to 200 a hundred. <laughs> well, gang, I think we all know what the answer to this one's going to be for Jordan. 160 to 200. Yeah, price charting says $175 is about that there average. <laughs> why Why do you own this game? And please tell me you didn't pay anywhere near that. Uh, I didn't pay anywhere near that. I'm just thinking, like, the last uh, time we played a $200 NES game was Snow Brothers. Yeah, and so that's why I picked this game is because we were about overdue for a $200 game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's insane. Well, um, I feel like this game, like, if I had to pick between this game and Snow Brothers, I might go with this game. Yeah. But, yeah. like, well, again, well, Snow at least Snow Brothers can... has co-op. Yeah, I was about to say, at least Snow Brothers has co-op. Yeah. Both Capcom, right? No. Uh, Snow Brothers is Toa Plan. Don't ask me why I know that. I think the home port is Capcom, though. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna like trust you over me because I don't know anything, and I called. I called. <laughs> I called Mega Man Pac Man like 15 minutes ago, so I'm gonna trust you on this oh, one. Oh man. So yeah, this uh, price charting says 175 North America on this one. The, pa- the PAL version. Oh no. The PAL version's only 196. For, wow, for I a mean, loose cart. as far as like the the usual inflation between North America and PAL, like that's hold that's on, incredible. Hold on, though. Okay. Any idea what a complete copy of the North American version goes for? A complete copy, so that's like the box and manual and yeah. game, mm-hmm. not like in packaging. Still, not like wrapped up in. No, brand not new. in in packaging. Although I did see just a box. In the papers for three hundred dollars in an auction today. So, okay. if that's any kind of indication, so uh, with no game. If the box is three hundred dollars and the game is two hundred dollars, then in, what is the manual worth? And then I'll have what a complete copy is worth. So I'm gonna say the manual must be worth like a hundred dollars, and so all together, that would be six hundred dollars. Well, it was the box, and it was all. The, I don't know if the manual. I think the manual was included. No, a complete copy is five hundred and ten dollars. $510. However, would you like to take a stab at a complete PAL copy? A complete PAL copy, then, if we're going to use the, the standard level of inflation, would be like $900. Got it. $900 for a yes. complete copy of Mighty Final Fight in the PAL regions. Oh, man. I really hope <laughs> that no one has ever done that. That's got to be a purely theoretical price. Oh, I wish it was, man. I can't, I can't fathom um, what... It must be like to be a complete collector. Like I just, yeah, I can't just to have Scrooge McDuck's levels of money to just yeah. dive into and waste but on games. There is a, a so the the Famicom version of this game only goes for twenty eight bucks. Well, that's the way to go then. Yeah. So if you got like a Retron Five and you can load it up with like a translation patch, or you have a Famicom, or you can read Japanese. 
you know, 28 bucks. Not a not a terrible. No, and yeah, uh, I would I might call that worth it. I might. At $28. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but for a game in a language that you can't read or understand. Well, if I could play it on the Retron. Oh, okay. Love right. the translation and get the same experience. Well, then I guess we have a solution then. You are going to sell your Mighty Final Fight for no. $200, purchase a $30 Japanese version, and pocket $170. Well, I was thinking about selling Mighty Final Fight and getting another copy of Snow Brothers. Oh, well, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I think that's actually a great so idea. I can have a backup in case the other, yeah, you know, the one you really don't want to get that cartridge <laughs> rot and then, yeah, that would be, that'd be a travesty. All right. Moving on. Oh, man. All right, well, I actually got a little bit of Mighty Final Fight trivia for you today. All right. So we're kind of uh, recording this at last minute here, and so I didn't really have a whole lot of time to source some trivia. So this is from me. But as always, if you guys have trivia about any game that we've played in the past before, or if you keep an eye on our story or on our Twitter feed, we will ask uh, every now and then for trivia about upcoming episodes and you want to contribute, you could be featured on the show. And if you stump Dan, you can win a Worth It or Worthless sticker in the mail for free. So um, send us your trivia. But this one's from me. In Mighty Final Fight, the final boss Belger is a cyborg. He was like half human, half cyborg. You notice that? Yes. Okay. In the original version, the arcade version of the game, his appearance was very different. Was he A, wearing a jetpack, B, a ninja, C, half-human, half-reptile, or D, in a wheelchair? Oh, it's been a while since I played the original Final Fight. I think he's in a wheelchair. He is in a wheelchair. Like, what the heck? How come I can't stump you? Like, I thought that was a good one. It's a pretty good one, yeah. That, that was a good question, but I just remember that for some reason. Yeah, in the original arcade version, he's in a wheelchair, and he doesn't, like, shoot a robot fist at you. He's got, like, a AK-47. <laughs> and Jessica is, like, riding on his lap during the fight, which just seems like if you are one of these three guys fighting him, how would you even... Like roundhouse kick the bad guy in the face when the girl you're trying to save is sitting on his lap. Oh, it's one of life's great questions. So I wasn't able to stump you, so I will not be getting a sticker in the mail. But, uh, you know, maybe somebody else will someday. Yeah, like our friend who stumped me in the last episode. Yes, so apparently everybody else can stump you except for yeah. me. So I just well. need to get better at this game. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all that I have today, unless you've got anything else. No, if you like our show, please leave us a review and um, send us a DM on Instagram if you want to, you know, hear something specific or get in contact with us. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you again next time. All right, bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.